0: Going on, youth workers. Paul Turney here from the discipleproject.net, and I hope you're having an awesome day today. So glad to be with you right here on another episode of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Hope it all is well in your life, in your ministry, your family. Uh, things are going great over here in the Birmingham area where I live. I've uh, got a lot of things going on. Taking uh my students at the end of the month, taking them to go axe throwing. Because I want to know who is deadly with this axe. Who do I need to be aware of? Who do I need to fear? And who do I need to just keep my eyes on? But uh, also, uh, I have recently gotten back involved with First Priority. If you're not familiar with First Priority, First Priority is a student-led Bible club uh, that they have before school. I've worked with First Priority before, and uh, back with them again, and I am just seeing some tremendous growth in the area of uh, student leadership because I, I believe that you know, yes, the gospel is the priority; it is top of list that the gospel be shared. But what I'm also seeing and and showing students is that the opportunity to get up and stand before your peers and share is also an opportunity of leadership. It's also an opportunity to build confidence and, and that happening while the gospel is going forward. It's a, it's a tremendous combination where students only see things maybe one way they see it and say, Hey, this is, you know, an opportunity to preach or, you know, they just want me to do X. And I'm more like, Hey, listen, this is, this is for well-rounded growth. Yeah. You're going to share the gospel. You're going to share your testimony. You're going to share scripture. But you're also allowing yourself the opportunity to grow, to grow in your faith, to be able to stand and, and deliver a short two-minute, you know, devotion, and then you're going to watch yourself grow over time. It's also critically important that students do this because uh, their peers see them do it. It's not. It's why it's student-led. Uh, it's not why I don't do anything. I show up and facilitate and uh, open up with, "Hey, who's sharing today?" and that's pretty much it and then they take it from there so i'll do a whole episode on first priority and in leadership development uh, and, and in the future episodes so stay tuned for that today's episode though i want to talk to you about something that i uh, struggled with for a very long time and that was pre-service or pre-youth group anxieties uh, about the meeting and so forth and so we're going to get into that before with that though i want to get into the fluff and that's where I talk to you about something that I can offer you as youth workers. And today I wanna to offer you ministry-minded coaching. It's where I coach you for two times a month over a span of three months. And we get into the nitty gritty of your ministry. We talk about what's working, what's not working, how can we improve, and whether this is a you know an X's and O's thing where we talk about literally planning, projecting, getting things on the calendar, you know, how do we deal with disruptive students? How do I, you know, deliver a message? Whatever that may be. It also may be personal skills, things that you're struggling with on a personal level as a youth pastor, where I can help you navigate, whether that's church politics, whether that is dealing with volunteers and working on a discipleship process that works for you and your ministry. So if you are interested, I would love to be a part of your journey and your development as a youth worker. So if you're interested, there'll be a link down below where you can get in touch with me, or you could just, uh, if you have more questions, you can reach out to me, 205-260-7229. That is my actual phone number. And you can uh, text me and just say, Hey, Paul, I've got questions about coaching. Uh, can you help me with this? Uh, whatever it is and send me a text, or if you just want to reach out and just say, Hey Paul, good job, buddy. Well done. Thanks for, thanks for the episode, whatever you want to say, just, you know, don't make it weird. In addition to coaching, I will offer this one little thing before we jump into the episode is that if you want to support, obviously getting coaching from me helps support the podcast. It helps support Disciple Project Ministries. It does all that. So yeah, if you want to support me in that way and get coaching in the process, fantastic. But maybe you're like, hey, Paul, I just want to support and say, hey, thanks for the episode. Uh, I have a little tip jar now that I'm going to put in the link uh, in the show notes. So if you're interested, say, look, I just want to give you something, bro, just for just for you know doing an episode or uh, for all the content you offer say hey look i just love to you know throw a few bucks your way and say hey thanks for the episode thanks for the work you're doing and I'll put that down in the show notes and anything you give is much appreciated so let's go ahead and jump into today's episode which is really talking about anxiety or you know people you know we call them so it's a it's a step up from butterflies I think you know there's butterflies and then there's, you know, the struggle with anxious thoughts and questions, which a lot of them I had in the past. I don't have them as much anymore. Uh, I think that just comes with growth and development and, you know, getting older maybe. Uh, But some of the questions that I would, you know, have on my mind right before service that would kind of freeze me up a little bit or that would cause me to second guess or, you know, where I would change something in the program without telling anybody because I was, you know, freaking out about it or whatever it was. But I would, you know, the, the normal questions I think anybody asks, that you guys ask I think because I think we're the same in a lot of ways is you know you know the questions are w- will the service go well right w- will I get an overall desire am I prepared you know uh, is the sermon good enough would the students like the game I think we all have those thoughts you know and and for some of us you know we you, either you're dealing with it now maybe or you've dealt with it in the past where it it you it, it kind of you know, gives you the self-doubts, right? It, uh, it brings about emotions and feelings like, uh, man, you know, and then this is in obviously in context of other things that are going on. You're talking about just the meeting, but then you're talking about interpersonal relationships, relationship with your students, relationship with your pastor, relationship with your parents and your you know, leaders, if you have those. So all these questions that I would have, uh, you know, were my need to make sure things were perfect. I just wanted to be perfect. Why? Why did I, you know, I ask myself now, why did I feel I I needed to have everything perfect? And ultimately the conclusion that I came to was, I guess I felt like God was counting on me, right? Don't, don't fail at this youth meeting (laughs) because if you fail at this youth meeting, that means I can't do what I want to do. And somehow I connected, you know, that my perfection was somehow going to usher in the perfect move of God and my perspective was all messed up. There was no way I could fail God, but my worry told me different. Have you been there? Have you thought that like this whole meeting's riding on me and that, you know, God's, you know, not going to be able to do what he wants to do if I if I mess up the meeting? I mean, I put a just a ton of pressure on myself to have the perfect meeting, which by the way, in putting pressure on myself, I increased the fact that I would mess up the meeting, which would then agitate me even more. And it was terrible. It was just awful. And once again, if you're dealing with that, my, my condolences, and, and if I can offer anything, and I don't have all this figured out, but I'm gonna just share a few things that have helped me along the way. So let me give you a couple of things. The first is this, uh, that you have to give yourself a ton of grace. You have to remember that you're a human being, you know, that you're a human being attempting to, you know, have this meeting with teenagers. You know, there is no such thing as the perfect youth meeting. Something that we don't want to happen will usually happen. The game doesn't work. Someone gets mad at someone else or, uh, or at us or there's not enough food. It's It's always something go into your youth meeting with the idea that you and your youth ministry is a work in progress rather than a single still shot of perfection you have to add to your photo album. Besides, listen, no one's going to remember a perfect youth meeting. It's the messy ones that get told around the campfire. So give yourself a ton of grace, work on your perspective of your relationship with God, that everything doesn't hinge on you. And God's love for you, and God's mercy towards you, and God's grace towards you does not depend on how well or perfect your youth meeting is. Number two, prepare the best you can. Listen, because I'm a super prepper, and listen, not that kind of prepper, I, I just hate failure. I cross my T's and I dot my I's. I prepare for what I want to happen, but I also prepare for what might happen. I look at every scenario and and think, well, how can I either avoid that or how can I include that or what is gonna be the best thing? And once I feel like I'm prepared, building the framework of the meeting and the outcome I'd like to see, then I believe I can allow the creative juices to flow and allow God to be God in my meeting. I have a framework, everything is not nailed down that absolutely has to happen. My plans, by the way, being achieved is not the goal. The goal is that I have given God something to move through. I love this quote by Amit Kalantri, says, preparation doesn't assure victory, it assures confidence. And if you're prepared, you'll be more confident in yourself and anxiety will have a hard time taking over because you know that you have done the work. You know that you have created a framework. A very loose framework, uh, something that can bend, something that can, you know, shift and it's flexible. It's not so hard line that if something, you know, breaks, you know, it's going to ruin everything or whatever, but you've prepared an outline. You've prepared, whatever it is you've prepared, you're allowing God to the room and the flexibility for God to do what he wants in your youth ministry and in your youth meeting. Number three, you have meetings to love students. This is about perspective. Preparation gives you the freedom to be relational rather than busy with details. The whole reason you're preparing is so that things are set up so they can allow you more freedom. Not that you have, are creating the perfect meeting, but that you, are, you have, are building the framework so that you can have the freedom to build relationships with students, adult staff, whatever it is. You have to remember your purpose in meeting to show kids that God loves them and that you love them. If love is baked into every feature of your meeting from greeting to closing prayer, you cannot fail. Students know when you're trying to impress them and they know when you're trying to love them. So make sure you have that earnest heart in you that says, listen, what am I communicating from the time I I show up that, listen, uh, you're not saying I'm too busy for you because I got to make sure this meeting happens. I am creating this meeting because it's going to free me up to love students. I'm here. I'm having a meeting with my family. I'm having a meeting with people I love and I care for. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just like a Thanksgiving dinner doesn't have to be perfect. This youth meeting doesn't have to be perfect because we're not showing up to be perfect or to outdo each other or to put on a show. We're showing up to love God together and to love each other. Number four, another way that you can chase away the anxieties and all the pressure and all that stuff is to simply look at your list of tasks and give away more of them. A lot of my anxiety came from the sheer amount of tasks I was in charge of, and each one of those I felt like had to be perfect, whether it was the game, whether it was the announcements, whatever it was, the more tasks I gave away, the less of a burden I had, the less pressure I put on myself, and the less anxious I felt about it. I had to trust others to do not only do what I do and and give them the freedom to do it in, in a way that wasn't as good as I did. And that was going to have to be okay with me. I had to release that and say, it's not about if they do it as good as me. It's about them doing it the way they're going to do it. And my role became to affirm them in whatever way they did it and say, great job. Well done. All right. Number five, talk to yourself. Yes, a little self-talk can help. Prayer, absolutely, 100% but talking to yourself, giving yourself a little, uh, you know, a little rundown before service. Listen, here's just a few of the mantras. Feel free to see them that I used, uh, to encourage myself, right? I've said things like, listen, you've done this before, before you've, you've been here before, right? Things like they hired me because they believe I'm qualified or God brought me here and will help me through this. These students are not my enemy or a problem to be solved. They love me and I love them. I will not lead out of fear. Why are we gathering? To lift up Jesus, not myself and not the program. And finally, I'm not running a meeting. I'm meeting with family. And those little self-talk points are super important to to, my mental health. Uh, They were super important to getting perspective on the meeting itself and not putting all the pressure on myself. But listen, the scripture says, Jude 1, 20 and 21, but you beloved by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God as you wait the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. That building yourself up is yes, in faith, in Christ, in that relationship. But listen, you have to build yourself up sometimes just for the meeting. And I believe that is a part of building up your faith, your faith that God is going to do what God wants to do in your meeting, and that you got to be prepared mentally and spiritually and emotionally To to welcome that and have the freedom for that and to be anxious free and anxiety free and pressure free to enjoy it. There's so many times I didn't enjoy the youth meeting because it either didn't meet my expectations or I was just too hard on myself or just wasn't good enough, whatever it may be, you know, but encourage yourself, steal those little things, make up your own, but find out what works for you and say, hey, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord by thinking of all the time somebody told me that that was a good message or a kid said that was a good message or I really enjoyed tonight you know put some of those things down on a piece of paper and read them out loud if you have to because that's only going to encourage you and say you know what these kids love being together they love being a part of this group they love me they love my family and once you start to see that you go you know what I can take a little pressure off myself and now, Number six, talk to God. Like I just read in the scripture, not only do you build yourself up on the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, you got to talk to God. Yes, this seems simplistic, but but and listen, I speak for myself. The more I put the burden on my shoulders, the less I trusted God to take care of it. This was and is a bad idea. The first half of Jude says that we should build up ourselves in the faith, but the second part says praying in the Holy Spirit. Whatever your theology, praying in the Spirit ultimately means releasing and surrendering your will to God's will. Praying is less about the right words, but the right attitude. Praying in the Spirit could be crying out to God for help, weeping before God in silence, or speaking in a holy language you do not understand. Praying isn't about getting the right answer or God answering your wish for a successful youth meeting. It's about crawling up in your father's lap and saying, like Moses, Lord, if you do not go with me, I will not go. If you have a youth meeting coming up, I pray your youth meeting goes well. But more than that, I pray for your heart in Christ. I pray you grasp the Father's love for you whether the meeting is good or not. I pray you understand that God is with you in the messy meetings. I pray that you your anxious thoughts do not overwhelm you, but that the confidence of God infuses you with power. And I'll leave you with this scripture, Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I hope those things have encouraged you in this episode, because there's, there's lessons I'm still learning. There are things that I still have to be aware of, even as I uh, go into youth meetings. And I have to remember these things. I have to remember that it's not about me. It's about gathering with students who want to love God, want to love each other, want to love me and I want to love them. And as long as we have that perspective, that takes all the pressure off of having a perfect meeting. And let's just be honest, no matter how hard we try, there's no such thing as a perfect meeting anyway. And God moves in the messy meetings, which makes it awesome. So that's it for today, guys. I appreciate your time and attention as usual. And if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a good job, once again, let me tell you, hear it in your ears, but also hear it in your heart, you're doing a good job. You're putting in the work, you're studying, you're preparing, you're doing these things. I hope you are, if you're not, you can change, whether that's through your own self-discipline or whether that's, you know, signing up and getting coaching from me. The good news is you can always improve. And I know that many of you are just working hard, you're bivocational, you know, some of you have a lot of self-doubt, but let me tell you something, you're still doing a good job. You know why? Because you're showing up. You're showing up in the lives of students. And sometimes that's all students want you to do. Just show up. You don't have to be perfect. All right. And that's it for Imperfect Me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to text me if you enjoyed it. And until next time, have a great week, everybody.